Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever the mission, home or away, Enterprise helps over 120,000 people every day. With vans of all shapes and sizes, if you have a plan, Enterprise has a van. No matter if you need to rent for an hour, a day, a week or longer, Enterprise offers great rates for you or your business. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Tuesday, gang. Welcome, of course, to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And we kick things off on today's episode, edition, instalment, whatever you want to call it, looking at Manchester United and Moni Moni Simon Jordan, claiming that the Cristiano Ronaldo signing will be Oli Gunnar Solskjaer's undoing. We'll also hear from Danny Murphy and Jamie O'Hara, but we start with Adrian Durham and why the pressure has piled on top of the United boss. I want to know if Solskjaer has got a problem for himself. One in managing the squad and managing some of those egos as well. But is he the right man? When you bring in somebody like Cristiano Ronaldo, Ronaldo's not bigger than Man United, but he is bigger than Solskjaer. Whether people like that or not, he is bigger than Solskjaer. So just signing Cristiano Ronaldo... It can't be a negative because of the goals he gets, right? can't be a negative because the fans absolutely love it. And I can tell you, from being on, on a tram last week, after that Villarreal game, which was packed with United fans, all singing Ronaldo's name. With Ronaldo seven shirts on their backs. They love the fact they have re-signed Cristiano Ronaldo. So the fans are loving it. Whatever's happening, the fans are loving it. But in terms of winning stuff, is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer the right man to manage this club at this time? It is only small margins that is stopping them from coming crashing to the floor. It is something that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has to get a grip of very quickly before the other teams at the top start to pull away. The manager needs to be the biggest personality, the biggest image in people's minds. We all know that the talent wins the games. But ultimately, he needs to be P.T. Barnum, not Ronaldo. And it's a problem. And it's a problem that will be built up and spun up. And it will be his undoing. That signing of Ronaldo will be his undoing. Because it will be the narrative. It will be the stick that's used against him every single time something doesn't work the way it should do. I think the tide's turning now with him a little bit. The fans are starting to get the ump because this season they're looking again. Well, hold on a minute. We've got a top squad yeah. now. Before we, there was excuses with the players and we haven't, we're not quite there and we're progressing. Mm-hmm. This season you're looking again. Well, hold on. You've got Pogba, you've got Fernandez, you've got Varane, you've brought in Sancho, you've got Ronaldo. And you're drawing at home, you're losing games. It's just, it's not good enough. The overanalysis on it is too much for me. Absolutely. Because he's drawn the game, he's getting hammered for the not starting Ronaldo. But if they would have been concentrated, it was their corner they conceded from. United's corner, it was horrendous defending. The arguments and the debates shouldn't really be about is Ronaldo going to miss the odd game? Should Greenwood or Sancho play wide? Because they've got creativity in the team. Their problem is conceding goals. Now, on to the man who scored the equalising goal for Everton against Manchester United. I can't wait for this at the weekend. TalkSport's very own Andrew Townsend. 
Here, Andros explains how he got his hands on Ronaldo's shirt after the match at Old Trafford and mimicking Ronaldo's famous trademark celebration. You say mimicking, I say taking the piss. Space on this near side for Andros Townsend, who bursts into the box, right-footed. What a goal on the counter-attack from Andros Townsend. And the Toffees put Manchester United in another sticky patch. We were discussing it on the coach on the, uh, the day before on the way up to Manchester. And the boys were saying, would you do it if you score? I said, yeah. But they said one thing, like, make sure we're either winning or it's late in the game. And <laughs> I don't have a chance to reply. So when I've done it, I got a bit carried away, almost buckled, almost fell on my back, looked up at the clock. It's like 65 minutes. <laughs> So then, so then, I, then I've given the, the greatest player of all time half an hour to make me look silly and score the winner. But thankfully he didn't. I made it my goal that I was not leaving Old Trafford without Cristiano Ronaldo's shirt. You saw after the final whistle, I literally ran straight to him. I don't know what he was muttering. It wasn't English. Um, he, was mu- he was muttering in, in Portuguese and I've literally asked him three or four times for his shirt. And eventually like he gave it and said, yeah, I'll give it to you inside. And then I had to, I had to wait inside the dressing room and thankfully the kit man was able to sort it for me. On now to Liverpool's Mohamed Salah. Jamie O'Hara thinks the Egyptian is the closest player in the world to Messi right now. And the rock and roll superstar, easy for me to say, Noel Gallagher, a Man City fan, of course, said Salah is so likeable, he wants to give him a cuddle. Isn't that nice? Well, even if you don't agree with Noel, I suppose you've got to roll with it. doesn't matter. Speaking of Man City, seamless that was, Adrian Durham thinks the citizens should try and sign Salah, whose current Anfield deal runs out in 2023. Are Liverpool going to give a mega contract of like four or five years even? The kind of contract another club would give with such a huge salary? Are Liverpool going to do that? And if they say, no, we're not going to do that, for even if it's Mo Salah at the age of 31, we're not going to give him a mega contract at that time. And then Man City, for example, come in and say, we'll give you £75 million, even though his contract is due to run out in 2023. That's a massive business decision that Liverpool have to make. I don't think it's delusional to think that that could happen. Liverpool sold Torres to Chelsea, didn't they? 50 million quid. And if people think Mo Salah wouldn't go, I'm sorry, really? (laughs) That's like saying Sol Campbell would never have gone from Spurs to Arsenal. These things happen, don't they? That's exactly the player Pep Guardiola and Man City need. Mo Salah, they should go and get him. What a goal it is too, it's Liverpool 2, Manchester City 1, the magic man, Mo Salah, I mean, it's breathtaking. Salah's goal is just far out, you know, it's just, I mean, yeah. and do you know what the most awful thing about that guy is? He's so likeable. <laughs> <laughs> When you see him, when you see him afterwards, you're just like, oh, yeah. I just want to give him a little cuddle. Yeah. Whereas you'd really want him to be like Rooney or something. I think he's the closest thing to Lionel Messi that we've seen without being Lionel Messi. Since Messi's era yeah. and his prime, if you're looking at another player who comes close to him in terms of a type of player like Messi, I think it's Mo Salah. Now, Claudio Ranieri is the new manager of Watford after signing a two-year contract at Vicarage Road. The 69-year-old returns to the Premier League after previous spells with Chelsea, Fulham and Leicester, where he won the... Oh, he doesn't say we won. Now, you'll hear from Ali McCoist, who isn't particularly impressed with the Hornet sacking of Cisco Munez. But this is Simon Jordan, who thinks Ranieri is not the answer to Watford's problems. Of course he doesn't. I mean, there's an argument which says there's no school like the old school, but I don't see Claudio Ranieri as the headmaster of that particular environment because 
I was very underwhelmed with him when I met him years and years ago. People think of him as this nice, genteel, soft little tinker man. He isn't. Ah, big revenge, I want to kill him. <laughs> but I also think if you look at his record, over the last two or three jobs that he's had, whether it's Sampdoria, whether it's Roma, whether it's Fulham, you're not even getting out of the, into the 40s as a win rate, which is going to get this team relegated. Claudio Ranieri set to be named as Watford's new head coach. He's been in talks with the club since the sacking of Cisco Munoz yesterday. It's embarrassing, but it's just showing why Watford have got no club. Us. You know, getting rid of a manager after, you know, sort of six games they've had already. They're 14th. In, when I saw that they'd sacked him, I had to have a, another look at the Premier League table and think, are they bottom or something? Why are they making that decision already? In terms of fairness, I, I, I just don't get it. You know, guys got in promotion 10 months into the job. As you see, six months after promotion, they've had, I think, I would say more than an acceptable start to the season. It baffles me, mm. absolutely baffles me. You know, we always say, will coaches, will managers be given enough time? I think there is clearly an example of one that hasn't. I think Watford are an exception, not the rule, when it comes to success, successful football clubs. I know we can look at Chelsea, I think it's a bit different. Watford goes through managers like no team I've ever That's seen. Right. Yeah. I don't think it works long term, and I think they'll go down. Especially pointing Ranieri, I think he's he's old school. We are in Champions League, man. That was my dilly din, dilly dong. Come on. Back now to Adrian Durham asking the question: Is Chelsea's Antonio Rudiger all that? Well, yes, he is, and apparently he's the best player in the world right now. Have a listen, if you don't believe me. All people seem to talk about when it comes to best player in the world, it's players who score goals, and there's more to football than that. Now, a couple of seasons ago, before his injury, people were saying Van Dijk's the best player in the world. Let's have a look at some centre-half, shall we? And I, and I stand by what I'm saying. If you watch Antonio Rudiger week in, week out, you see him defending 100% solid. He's reliable. You see him coming out with the ball. He's courageous on the ball. He charges forward with the ball. It's a joy to watch. Is he a big part of a winning side? Yes, they're top of the table, by the way, having conceded half the number of goals this season that Liverpool have. And did he keep Mo Salah quiet? When Chelsea played Liverpool, yes, he did. Only a dodgy penalty uh, Salah scored from. And with 10 men, Chelsea defended superbly. So let's just step back for a second. And at his peak, Virgil van Dijk was arguably the best centre-half any of us have seen in the Premier League. He's not at his peak now. They conceded three to Brentford last week and they conceded two to Man City this week. So who's the best centre-half in the Premier League? It's not Virgil van Dijk. I'd be amazed if anybody tried to defend that position. For me, it is Antonio Rudiger, top of the table Chelsea. He's a, a defender, a player reborn. So you can mock all you like. You obviously haven't hey. seen him play if, you, if you're tweeting in saying it's got to be a joke. On now to Daniel Murphy discussing Brentford and why Thomas Frank's busy bees have been a breath of fresh air in the Premier League this season. Absolute breath of fresh air. I've really enjoyed watching them play. Mix the game up well, playing with quality, confidence, belief. I don't believe arrogance is, a, is a necessarily a good thing. I think humility creates a really great work ethic. I think arrogance creates a lesser work ethic. I think arrogance creates comfort zones. And ultimately, what they're showing here is, yes, they've, they've got this feel-good factor and this buzz around the place. We're talking about the quality of player on the pitch producing performances. Are those players good enough? Yes, they are. I've shown it already. The reason you lose quality is when you lose your confidence. And we finish with my show, Andy Goldstein's Monday Night Sports Bar, to give it its correct title. Doing what we do best, 
Last week, it was Jason Cundy talking about turtles. So who knows what he's talking about this week? Actually, I know what he's talking. He talks out of his up. The fun boy, the duck lover, the catchphrase king. It can only be Jason Cundy. Hi, Jason Cundy. Has anyone seen WhatsApp? Don't, mate. Don't. Has anyone don't. seen Facebook? Don't. Has anyone seen Insta? Don't, mate. Don't. WhatsApp's not even there anymore. It's not even there anymore. Who needs them when you've got the show? Uh, and a busy show. Shut up! A busy show coming your way. Of course, begins with you, the football fan, picking up the phone and dialing in on anything and everything from the weekend's football. If your team won, lost or drew, we would love to hear from you. It's only going to see Sports Bar tonight. It's the place to be. We don't need social media. You just need a wireless. Mate, honestly. I've, I've been having withdrawals, genuinely. I know. It's been since, what, 4 o'clock? 4.44, I think it was. <laughs> You haven't got the actual 444, yeah. I can, shall I see the exact... Uh, you don't use WhatsApp and Insta that much. Oh, no, mate, you, it's been... I was thinking of... Oh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You, that was amazing. You put a fake sound on it. <laughs> you're horrible, you're horrible. Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on TalkSport App, wherever you get your podcast from. Don't forget, of course, to press that subscribe button. I'm back on my show, my big show, the proper one, the one I'm famous for, Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show with Darren Goff from 4pm. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcasts at first in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day, and above all, be safe, everyone, be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.